You are listening to the Final Score Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. First one of 2020. And on this week's episode, we will talk to uh, Ben Arneson, uh, Leonor Wrestling Coach. Uh, talk to him about his team this season, um, a much different group than the team that went to the state duels final and won the county team championship last year. But I, I know Coach Arneson is no less optimistic about his Lancers this year, so we'll talk about the, his team, uh, his coaching career, and just the uh, Frederick County wrestling scene in general. Uh, but first, let's talk to some uh, high school basketball with FMP sports writer Joe Ferraro. Joe, how are you? Doing great, Craig. Uh, happy New Year to you. Yeah, th- same to you. Uh, we're we're finally through the the holiday season, and and I this is where where the winter sports season really begins in earnest. I think because there's yep. no more real interruptions uh, b- before the end of the season, and things aren't going to be chaotic with the schedule interruptions and the routine interruptions and stuff like that. But um, uh, holidays are synonymous with tournaments. Uh, I, I know uh, everyone's schedule is interrupted, including ours, but but you've seen some right. games this year. What, what, what are your big takeaways? I, I guess we'll start with the boys' basketball scene uh, so far. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, the, the one thing every year I'm thinking, well, geez, you know, uh, it's a cliche, you know, which, uh, you know, the freshmen becoming sophomores, the sophomores becoming juniors, you see the – these players progress uh, in so many ways, but in, in, uh, usually, you know, it's in, incremental uh, when you go from freshman to senior year. But uh, there have been, uh, you know, some cases, though, where, you know, there have been players who have been, you know, leap, uh, so much better, you know, by leaps and bounds. It's, it's really re- refreshing to see, you know, certain players who, you know, I saw riding the bench last year that, that uh, are now all of a sudden, uh, you know, the uh, big players, uh, big contributors for for their teams. Uh, you know, situation where I'm like, where, where, where did this kid come from? Uh, where I, I didn't expect this at all. Wait, so, well, what are some examples? Well, uh, actually, I just saw uh, you know yesterday a game between uh, between Walkersville and and Catoctin and. And and both of those teams had had a player of that type. You you had uh, uh, Catoctin with uh, with David Parker. Here's here's someone who I I saw you know coming off the bench here and there. You know you know nothing stood out, and then all of a sudden here he is uh, against Walkersville, uh, a two minute stretch to begin the game where he he's blocked uh, five shots already. And I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, I didn't see any of this <laughs> last year. So, guys getting their chances, and, and here he is, uh, you know, someone who who rode the bench last year, averaging a, a double double for Catoctin. And then on the other side, you, you you've got Walkersville, same situation. The guy uh, who who was on the bench last year, uh, much of that uh, because of uh, you know some health. Um, uh, issues that he had to address. Uh, Alex Bennett, and then here he is, uh, you know, six six uh, senior. You know, someone who didn't play at all his uh, freshman and and sophomore year. You know, chose to to play rec ball. Uh, you know, you know, didn't make um, the, the JV team as a freshman, and then and now here here he is, all of a sudden as a senior, uh, being an impact player inside for you know for for Walkersville after. Uh, being on the bench last year, so you, you got those two. Uh, uh, Tuscarora lost a couple of uh, really uh, big contributors in, in uh, Trubane Strickland and Anthony Davis, and here's um, Josh Drogan, who uh, I, I remember uh, primarily as a as an outside shooter, and now here he is uh, taking on the role of, of lead scorer on you know not just. 
uh, taking shots, but, you know, driving to the basket, you know, creating space off the dribble, uh, creating his own shots. And, and uh, yes, it's really it's really neat to see these guys uh, uh, stepping up. Uh, uh, Tommy Kelly, uh, another situation with, with injury over at Oakdale. He had uh, a knee injury last year, but uh, wiped out much of his season. All of a sudden, he's... Uh, He's taken on the role of uh, of lead dog as uh, as point guard for Oakdale. So all, all, all these all these faces doing big things, and I, I didn't see any, any of it coming. It's re- really uh, refreshing to see. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's sort of the cycle of, of yep. high school sports. A, a couple of results have caught my eye in the early part of the season here, Joe. First, uh, you had Oakdale and Middletown, a game I believe you saw. Yeah. And uh, Oakdale, I, I think we would all agree, is is probably the the favorite. Uh, uh, the the best boys team in the county i think so uh at, at least so far yep and and uh, and they proved it in that game against middletown with with the rather uh convincing win the, the margin of victory was even bigger than i than i was even expecting uh but then but then middletown uh, in this last week uh played williamsport uh maybe the favorite to win the 2a west with lincoln ball and, and a lot of their other sure. players they've been knocking on the door uh, in recent years, and they haven't been able to get past Oakdale, but but Middletown went to went, I believe they went to Williamsport, uh, and I, I could be wrong about that, but they, but they beat Williamsport, and, they did. and that was a really good win for Middletown. I think Reese Poffenbarger had thirty two points in that game. They got contributions from their other big time athletes and Jalen Husky and Brian Walker, and and that was a really big win for Middletown, and and, and maybe they are back in that conversation with with a team as as a team, excuse me, they could win the region. I, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, you know, with those guys back on on the court, uh, you know, Reese had taken you know some time off, uh, you know, just to focus on football for a little bit. Now he's back, and then Brian Walker uh, spent what uh, a year away from you know from the school, and and now back at Middletown, and you know some of the other guys you mentioned, um, you know, Jalen Husky. Uh, so so yeah, they're they're, they're going to be a factor. Uh, they're they're uh, you know very. Very long and uh, and athletic, mm-hmm. and so so they're they're, they're going to be a factor. Yeah, we, we neither of us cover Williamsport, so we don't really know the team that well, other than the occasional times that we see them. But you wonder if there's some Frederick County thing in in, in their heads where they they just they, <laughs> they just can't get past these uh, Frederick County basketball teams, or there there there's something built in that 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 it stops them from from winning these big games against Frederick County teams, but. But, I mean, it, it should be an interesting race there in the 2A West. I think the most interesting, the 3A West, too. I mean, you have Ligonor and Tuscarora uh, in there. Um, Frederick, can they can they get their act together and, and jump in there, too? Uh, TJ uh, it seems to be rebuilding a little bit this year. So, um, But that 2A West race really, I think, could get interesting uh, come playoff time. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and, and Williamsport... Yeah, I mean, in fairness to them, they they had, they had to go up against a couple of really talented Oakdale teams. So they did, and you know, no, you know, no shame with that. Uh, I think, yeah, I, and, I, I and, think, they, I, and they gave them everything they could handle too. Yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, it'll be it'll be even closer. I mean, what three or two years ago, uh, I think Oakdale, you know, uh, kind of you know blew them uh, out of the gym. You know, last year was a little bit closer. Uh, and so I think it'll it'll be even uh, closer this year. Well, Williamsport, with their talent, sort of entered the season as the favorite, and now uh, they're looking at this as their chance. And and, and a lot of their players are, are seniors, so is this their best opportunity to do it? And the pressure that comes along with that is, is that 
will that get to them is the question. Uh, it should be interesting to see how it plays out. On the girls' side, you have two clear uh, front-running teams in the Frederick girls in Middletown. They played earlier this year. Frederick won. And I, got, I guess the biggest question on the girls' side is uh, can another team sort of jump into the mix? Uh, the Catoctin girls have been a really nice I don't know if I call it a surprise because I, I I don't know if this was expected of them, but but they're off to a great start, and and and, and they could be a factor in in, in class one A too. So have you seen Catoctin? I, I have not. Um, yeah, I, I throw Oakdale in that in that mix. I mean, uh, uh, I, I think at the end of the season, uh, you know, they'll they'll be tough for teams to handle just because they're, they're every year, year in and year out, whoever the names are, you know, uh, Rob Healy does a really good job with that team defensively and. You know they're you know regardless regardless of what the score is uh, you know they're it's going to be a close game at the end and they're they're going to give themselves a, a chance to win. It's just a you know a, a gritty style of play, uh, you know very physical style of play, but they 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 do it quite well. What, what, what's your take on the Frederick girls without uh, Michaela Daniels this year? How, how do they look? Uh, and and I, I did see him play uh, a little bit. I, you know, I think uh, uh, as I wrote in uh, my most recent story, I, I, I think defensively, uh, you know, with their full court press, I, I think they're just they're just as as good uh, as far as uh, I mean, with it, that it, with that full court it, press it, and that, creating turnovers. I mean, that's, and, the, that's been the backbone yeah, of their st- in addition to Michaela and scoring and yeah. players like Rose Bubakar. That's been the backbone of their championship seasons is the way they oh, play yeah. defense. Uh, yeah. even, even even before even before they were winning championships, that, 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 you're right. That has that, that's been uh, yeah their their staple. A- a- Ashley's been Ashley Bush has done a great job of 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 creating that sort of mindset and culture where hey defense really does win championships right so. right i mean the you know the one question i have with them is uh you know later on in the playoffs uh you know when they if, if they if they come across a team that that is able to handle their uh, their press you know and and play you know the the slow ground grinded out half court game you know you know are, are they going to be able to have um you know enough offense uh to you know to do it uh, yeah so that's uh that, that's my question not to say that they don't have uh you know uh, you know a lot, a lot of girls that can score uh but you know you know when, when the pressure's on the line and you need a basket uh you know are are, are they going to uh be able to do that yeah uh, just, they, they, they they've got rose there uh rose bubacar in the middle and you know, I imagine you know from here on out uh you, you can have a lot more teams you know trying to to stop her and 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 uh, rightfully so she's 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 quite uh you know the the post player inside uh you know it's it's those other girls uh are are they going to be able to yeah. to keep um, to, to fill opponents the role, on, to, to fill the role right. of Michaela Daniels not that they're not capable of it but but we haven't yep. seen them we haven't seen them have have to do it yet and and that'll be an interesting story to watch as well Joe, I appreciate your expertise as always. Don't worry, I won't ask you uh, for a scene or to be seen or uh, or, or someone to throw on the page. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you could catch Joe on our, on our other <laughs> weekly podcast, just another sports podcast that we do with sports. I'll be editor, back for more of those, Josh Smith. So I won't put you on the spot this week, Joe. But 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 thanks for coming in, and uh, we are right back here on the Final Score Podcast with League of North Wrestling Coach Ben Arneson. Stay tuned. Back here on the Final Score Podcast, and I've known uh, Ben Arneson for a long time, uh, over over a decade now. It, it, it's been that long. I met him when he was the 
uh, head coach at Urbana High School. Uh, he's, he's moved on to Ligonor, and uh, he is in the studio with me right now. How are you, sir? I'm good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you have a nice uh, Christmas and New Year's celebration? We did. We did. Uh, our oldest came home from college. Got to spend some quality time at home with her and you know, kind of starting to settle back into normal now. Now, being a winter sports coach, uh, the holidays don't just mean family time. They mean competition, too, because they, they schedule all these lovely and wonderful tournaments for you uh, over the holidays. Did, did you guys at Ligonor participate in any uh, over the holidays? So we had one right when break started um, up in uh, Musselman, West Virginia, uh, where we went 4-4. Four and four. And I thought we wrestled really, really well, considering how young we are at the moment. Uh, and then we had a JV tournament. Uh, the two days after Christmas that the kids really, really did well at. Yeah, because it's a dynamic that no one else has to deal with. Being, um, the spring coaches don't have to deal with Christmas and New Year's. The uh, fall coaches don't. But but you winter sports coaches, you have to you have to get practices in. You, you want to keep as normal schedule as possible, but it's impossible with, with the holidays and everyone's individual schedules. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, so, and we, so I consider we get the big three of the year. You know, we end up with Thanksgiving right out of the gate. Uh, right. the, the kids are just starting to figure out where what weight class they're going to be in, how they're going to manage their weight, and then they get Thanksgiving. Then the season starts um, at the 1st of December. Then we go into Christmas and New Year's. So, it, you know, for me it's a lot of family time. You know, and it's got to be family time oriented for the kids as well as myself just to keep the balance in or you lose kids that don't want to come back and families. So when does the season start in earnest for you? For me, the, usually January. Um, right, know, right, right now. Yeah. yeah, usually right when we get back after the break, um, we start the big push to make sure that we are focusing on being ready for February 1st. And, and how do you look at the early season results knowing that the schedules are so interrupted? Learning. You know, learning how to manage your weight, learning how to – the kids that are just learning how to wrestle – uh, and then the ones that are multi-sport athletes, just getting them the rust knocked back off to where they become you know, more efficient in what they're doing. Yeah, your team's a lot different uh, uh, this year. You graduated to some, some pretty, good, pretty good wrestlers. Uh, so um, let's go back to last season, though. You, you were a match. In addition to all the individual success you guys had with, with Michael Bromley, Earl Blake, Joey Bromley, and, and I'm probably leaving, leaving, leaving kids out. Um, but um, just one match away in a duel of, from winning an, another team state championship. You did it at Urbana. You almost did it at your alma mater last year. What what was that like? Um, I, it was for me. It was really uh, unbelievable. Uh, and when I talked to all those kids going into that match, you know, it was about making sure that they truly, truly embraced the moment. Uh, whether we won or lost wasn't what it needed to be about it needed to be about that that group of seniors when they were freshmen won um six matches their entire season to be undefeated and ready to go and try and win a state title and then when we lost you know there were things so many different things that could have gone any direction I mean, we had two wins by seven points. If one of those is a you know an eight-point major, we win a match. Um, if I flip the two Aidens that I wrestled um, in a match, I believe that we switch. You know, we trade sixes at that point, and then that also gives us a one-point win. So I I have what if it to death uh, to this point in time. Um, I mean, but you also what if it before you even wrestle the match? I mean, you you, you I, I know all you wrestling coaches. You map out all the points and where can we steal a point here, a bonus point there. So 
did it pan out pretty much like you thought, or was, was, it, was it way different? So I, all season long, I'd drawn up all the, you know, I'd draw up every match somewhere between four to five times. Um, and that was the only match I'd drawn up all season long. I couldn't find a hole. I couldn't find a way in order for us to win it. Um, and when we got down to making the the last four matches, and I was like, wait a minute, we can do it. And I had to try and, you know, I started playing, going through the matchups that I had drawn up before on which scenario I needed. Um, Aiden Bruce and Aiden Flint were the wild cards of which one I had to play where. And, you know, one of them got pinned and one of them couldn't get me a pin. And that's, you know, me as a, that was one of the things that I dwelled on that I, that broke my heart. And then I went back through it and it wasn't, you know, there were, you know, Joey could have majored his kid, um, who ended up taking fourth in the state, you know, that, you know, we knew he was a good kid, but Joey was that much better, uh, you know, all the way down to Michael and Michael was another one that won by seven points, you know, that, that if those guys managed to push a little harder, then I don't have to make any decisions. Right. But you could, what if, what if this thing to death all day long? And even if you had switched it, I mean, there's no guarantee Guarantees. that, that, that right. I mean, this is your blueprint going into the match, but it could all get blown to smithereens with, with, with the very first match. And it, and it did. I mean, there, there, you got some surprises that went your way and maybe some things that didn't go your way. Oh too. yeah. There was, there, I mean, you know, um, and he didn't come back and wrestle this year, but Noah Jalowski had to go out and wrestle, um, Anya, which I, I thought we were way outmatched. She's, you know, she's a year-round competitor that goes and wrestles nationally. Where Noah is, and he's a baseball she player. Was, she was at Urbana too, right? Yeah. And then he uh, transferred down. Her parents moved down to the Eastern Shore because it helped her out um, to be able to wrestle freestyle. Uh, and, you know, and he had to go up against her. And I thought he put up a great fight um, to wrestle. A, a, yes, she's a girl, but she's a one of the best in the country. Um, and he's a baseball player that wrestles. Uh, and you know, he put up a fight and lost by two points, and that saved us ultimately three points. Is, is, are girls be, being more accepted in, in wrestling? Uh, I believe so. Um, you know, we only have one young lady on our team at this point, um, and I've, I, as a coach, have become more acceptance to it. Uh, how I coach her, I, you know, to where in the past I tended to not push them as hard. Um, to where I, I've not held back this year, and we've pushed a lot harder, and she's, she's getting better every day. Right, and now we have a girls' state tournament too, where where there will be state champions that are their girls. So that that's another huge step in that direction. Huge step. Um, and we actually had our meeting uh, last uh, week um, with all of our re- for our region because it's going to start at that level, uh, where the girls are going to become in come into their own region and wrestle to see who qualifies to go to states. Is, is the stigma lessening, too? I mean, I, I guess it will always be there, but it's sort of like the, the old thankless proposition. If you win the match, if you're if you're a guy, you beat a girl. If you lose, oh, my goodness, you lost to a girl. Is that is that stigma lessening? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't think so. And uh, my son uh, had to actually wrestle a girl on Sunday uh, in his uh, youth league tournament, and she's 13th in the country. Um, and it was actually a really good match, and he came off and talked about how different it was um, because they're built differently. They're, their legs are stronger. They're, they're more flexible, and they don't think as much as 
guy wrestlers do. Yeah. Right. But but you have daughters too who are <laughs> tough as nails. So he's probably he's your son's probably used used to used to this treatment uh, to, to some extent now. Yes. Well, you know, he was and like I said, you know, it didn't bother him at any at any moment while he was wrestling her to him it was just another comp- opponent and she kept coming at him. So that that usually is that usually for me is where the differentiation comes in is is if you have a young lady that goes out and is shy shying away from having to wrestle guys um then I don't know that she should be out there but when you have a young lady that is going that is willing to take that chance and say you know what I'm going to compete with the boys and I want to make sure that I can um then I think it's fine and it, it it doesn't show itself as much did your daughters ever want to wrestle no unfortunately we tried and you you, you twisted their arm a little bit a little bit uh the little one went out and shook somebody's hand once and she ran off crying after that moment and then uh our oldest was a softball player and never wanted to be anything else. Yeah, as a coach, what do you what do you tell one of your wrestlers, a, a guy who doesn't want to wrestle a girl? What, what, what what's that conversation like? The the moment they walk out onto the mat, it, that it doesn't matter who it is. Um, you know, which each which each and every one of my kids, whether it's a JV kid, whether it's the the girl on my team, or whether it's one of the guys that you know is supposed to be a state champion, the mental aspect that we focus on every day is that when you walk out there to compete that that 42 foot circle is the state championship match that way when you finally reach your goal of being in that situation you've done it a thousand times already do you have parents that come up to you and say i don't want my son wrestling girls or 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 parents saying i don't want my daughter wrestling i mean no i've never i've never actually had any parent ever address me about wrestling you know whether their son was wrestling a girl or whether the girl on my team was wrestling another boy Right. Okay. Um, so 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 back so back to so back to last year. Then then you had uh, Earl um, and, and and Michael Bromley's um, in in the individual season when when state titles and and Earl was a was a was a three time champ. What, what was it like coaching Mr. Blake? Uh, it was it it was really really rewarding. Um, Earl was such a humble kid. Uh, he get, he made sure that you know whatever he did, it wasn't just him. Uh, it was for not only the better the team but it was because somebody helped get him there it wasn't about just how oh, look at me look at me i'm earl and that was that was probably the most rewarding part of being part of that group of kids is they were all that way they'd all rather be, give credit to somebody else instead of themselves and what they accomplished right and i was talking to his mom he's, he's at kent state now I, I believe and he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna redshirt he was he was diving right in as a as a true freshman at kent state he, right he did wave his red shirt and dive right in okay um, well, well, there. how's how's he doing so far he, so it, it, it's uh it's been an eye-opening experience okay yeah right um, well he, he sort of knew that going in a little bit right yeah so, yeah. yeah and we talked about it but to talk about it and to know it and then to finally get into that you got you got you got you to experience it right yeah, yeah. it's it's one thing to hear it and to say it it's it's another thing to actually get out there and 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 for a kid that's not used to losing like like him it it's maybe a little different very 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 different and i mean when you walk into that situation you're like oh you know i was a three-time state champ and everybody in the room is you know and it's like oh I'm yeah. not. I'm not that important anymore. Right. I'm. I'm. And, and no one's coming out and forfeiting to me uh, any, anymore and stuff like that. So uh, you were. You where did you wrestle in college? So I went to App State for a year and then I came back home and decided to coach and work because okay, uh, the well, coach and I. Yeah. I mean, what what was what, what was the transition like for you? <laughs> um, for me, it was, it was more of the the school. Uh, school work was that wasn't my favorite okay. thing to do. So that was. The wrestling side of it was never an issue. I, I, I love to work. You know, I, that was 
what drove me to who I am today and why I push kids now. I, you know, I just I wanted to work harder because I always wanted to be better than everybody. It didn't matter where they were at. Well, what, what, what was your vision um, when you were in a high school kid? I mean, because wrestling, you could go to the Olympics. I mean, there's only so many avenues you could you could take wrestling beyond college. What, what was your vision for yourself? So my vision when I was uh, was to wrestle in the two, uh, 1996 Olympics in, as, in Atlanta in, in okay. Greco as Greco-Roman wrestler. Okay, but back then that was right when it they started all the different. Uh, in the United States, trainings for just the Olympic trainings was right in when I, you know, right around 94, 95 when I graduated. And you, the only way to facilitate it was to go to college. Uh, I think it would be a lot different nowadays because if I could miss the school part and wrestle, it would have been great. Right. Yeah. Well, well, besides the Olympics, what other options do you wrestle? I mean, there's professional wrestling there's, there's other athletic yeah. endeavors i guess and pro- i'm not suggesting that professional wrestling is anything like uh amateur or the kind of wrestling that we're talking about here yeah but, uh, for right now the guys um the biggest drive is mma okay um, that that has been the the number one calling as far as people that are wrestling that want to make money um so you either become a coach uh to where you give back to the sport or you go on to you know mma fighting and make money on the mat still if mma was as prevalent as it is today back back when you were in high oh, school I would have definitely done that. you would have you would have done it so yeah you you you're an adrenaline guy aren't, well aren't, I, mean, aren't I, you, I, I rode bulls for 10 years so now, yes. i was gonna ask you about that too so how, how'd you get into the bull riding uh so when i came home from college uh i i went right into work and then uh the j bar w just opened up in uh 97 so i went out there uh to watch one of them after I saw one, I was like, "This I got to, I got to try." You, you got what, what other things do you like to do that are there that you people might consider a, a bit extreme? Uh, uh, Have you ever jumped out, jumped out of a plane? No, no, no desire to jump out of a plane. Um, I like roller coasters. A bungee jumped? Nope, no bungee jumping. Okay, so just bull, just bull riding. I just rode, you know, rode, yeah. rode bulls, rode motorcycles and four wheelers when I was a kid, um, and I never seemed to keep one very long because I always wrecked it. Okay. They could never go very fast. Uh, right. It wasn't going fast. Well, they they probably went fast, <laughs> but not fast enough, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, uh, so the first time you got on a bull, what, what was that like? <sighs> and and, and where, where and how did this happen? So it was uh, actually, actually at the J-Bar-W Ranch. Um, they they were putting – Sonny Williams was putting on a school there. Uh, and I, sh- w- I showed up. I was 21 years old. And uh, I said, you know, I want to try it. And so I entered the bull riding school. As they called it back then, it what, was. What, what did your fam- were you dating your lovely wife, um, uh, no, Julie, not, at the time? Not, or, uh, not, no? at, the, not at the time, uh, not yet. Uh, so the, my mom and dad were there. My grandfather had just passed, and uh, that was kind of one of the big things he and I talked about was making sure that if there was something that you wanted to do or dream that you'd always had, to make sure that you you know you did it. Uh, so I guess it, you could say in high school they kind of always joked about it because I got in trouble for riding one of the dairy cows at the FFA down the down the main hallway. No kidding. Okay. Wow. Uh, did you did you watch rodeos or, or I, I did. What, what what piqued your interest about bull riding? Um I, I well I used to watch the rodeos all the time. Now my grandparents uh, lived in Colorado. So going out and seeing them, you know, it, out there ranches were really really big and prevalent. My my grandmother uh, bred um horses out there, so when I would go visit, we would see them and I would see rodeos out there. I just always knew I never wanted to ride rough stock because 
well, all rough stock because I think the horseback riders are crazy because even if you do it right, you get hurt. Right. It, are, don't don't clowns have the worst job in the rodeos because they have to like get in the fa- they have to like distract the they have to get the attention of these bulls. Well, don't only they? The, only the good ones. Uh, right. You know the uh, the the guys that want to jump in there and you know take their chances. Yeah. Uh, I always did. Thought, you, did you ever want to be a clown? No, no, I did not. I never wanted to make the choice of whether I was going to take the hit or the other guy. I, I was much better. <laughs> right. So, so you're at this bull riding school. What, what was it like the first time you climbed on a bull? Um, so I got on. Uh, it was a big, uh, big black bull with a white face. I remember, and I rode him for about seven seconds uh, out of the eight. And thought it was the most incredible thing I'd ever done in my life. Did you ever were you ever on like a mechanical bull, like at a bar nope. before or anything like that? No, no, no. That yeah. actually I did it um, after I'd been riding bulls for about seven years. Is, 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 it, is it remotely? No, like, it, it was terrible. Yeah. It was the worst experience ever. My I was bruised from my uh, you, you, all over my wait, legs. Wait, you couldn't stand the mechanical? Bull? Oh no, I, I rode the mechanical bull, but they're when you try to ride them like a real bull, they're so hard that it it. Yeah. yeah, I ended up hurting myself worse. So you stayed. So you stayed on the bull for seven seconds your first time. Yeah. So so you were a nat. You were a natural. For well, this. that's what they all. That's what that's, that's what they all told me at the school, Sonny and them. Uh, and it was more of the learning process of when bull riding is, is made up of two different sections. In the first five sections, seconds, it's uh, the all adrenaline, and you're holding on for dear life. And then the last three seconds are whether you're any good or not. Right, <laughs> that, that, that's a good way to look at it. So, so when was the first time you actually rode a bull in front of any people? Like there was um, so well at the end of the uh, the school, uh, they let everybody have the opportunity that wanted to ride in the JBRW uh, that year or that that Saturday show. And what were the nerves like that day? Getting, uh, getting on a bull in front of people? Well, not so much nerves. I, again, being a, an adrenaline junkie, it was always about the moment. Uh, and I was in that big moment of being able to sit in front of the crowd and hear everybody yell my name and then I, they announced my name over the loudspeaker and all I had to do was hold on. Right. And I did not. You did not. How, how, long, how, long, how long did your first ride last? Oh, I don't, it felt like forever. Right. Um, but I, I, I want to say it was like four or five seconds and then I fell off and uh, then my older brother started riding, I guess, four years after I did. I talked him into start going up and down the road with me so him and I were... Uh, and where would you go? Uh, everywhere from... Florida to Illinois to Louisiana to Maine. So you were right. You were instead of going to college, you were riding around the country riding riding bulls. Riding Did, bulls. Can you make decent money doing that? I, so I was for me, it was always being able to make enough money to travel. As long as I was making enough money to travel around, then I didn't. You know, I thought it was a success. Right. Well, what's the biggest? Maybe not fear is the word, but what's the biggest concern? The bull coming at you after you fall? Is it falling off or being stepped on? Being being stepped on, okay. Yeah. And so the you know whether it's a little bull that weighs seven hundred pounds or whether it's a big bull that weighed twenty three hundred pounds, uh, if you're between it and the ground, there's only one thing given. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. Right. And, and the the horns aren't aren't, aren't a big deal. Horns never like bought, okay. Horns never worried me a bit. Um, so uh, when Julie and I got married and um, Ethan was born, Peyton was born, our middle one. She told me I, she wanted me to start riding with a helmet. And our my very first show that I rode with a helmet instead of my cowboy hat, I got jerked down. Then the bull caught my helmet with his head, with his horn, ripped my helmet off my head. I blamed it on the helmet. And, and what? A, a, someone jumped in a, a clown. The clown, or one yeah, of the, one, of the, one of the clowns. Hounders. Okay, clowns yeah. pulled me out and say, you know, save me from being trampled. Right. 
Did you want to? Did you want to wear the helmet? I mean, no. Could you, could you want? Because you got to be macho and manly. Exactly. And you got to wear the cowboy hat, right? Yeah, I always had to. You know, wanted to be able to pull my hat down tight on my head and make sure it always stayed on through the ride. Uh, but it was nice that you did that for your daughter, though. It was nice, right? Did you ever have a really bad fall? Did you ever get suffer a big injury riding bulls? Um, so I detached my bicep, broke my arm. What just a from for, just from the bucking? Or, yeah, yeah. Broke my wrist. Uh, not not from the contact with the ground when you fall. No, this is just, just the bull just jerking yeah, you around. My, so my wrist, I, sh- I slapped a couple of them on top of the head, and uh, that's how I broke my wrist both times. Uh, my bicep detached in the middle of my ride. That I have no idea. It just happened. Right. Uh, I broke my ankle getting stepped on. I, I broke my ribs a couple different times. Once was a family vacation that didn't go well. Okay. Uh, how long did you ride bowls for? Ten years. Ten years. Okay. And you and you rode down at the Showplace Arena. Now you're you're like a le- you're like a legend down there, aren't you? I mean, yeah, you got wrestling state champs. You're, you're a, did you did you win things so, down there? Well, so I, so I I went down and I don't I never won a finals. Um, I won money down there and placed in a bunch of the finals when they started having them down there, but. I never won a finals in all my years of riding. That was one my my one goal that didn't get accomplished. All right. So, and was your brother any good at bull riding? No, he he wasn't. No, he he, he yeah he he loved to do it. Um, so, so my older brother Mike uh, was, was he on for like support supporting you, or is that why he rode no. along with you, or he he really wanted to do? No, this? he really loved it and he really okay. wanted to do it. Um, he was never even growing up as crazy as I was. So, and that's. It, I always said that was the side of it. His his conscience would get the better of him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, was it tough giving up bull riding and, and, and becoming like a normal human human being? Yes. And, and getting a real job. Well, so. I always had a real job. So the okole okay. time I was riding bulls, I worked for the city of Frederick. Okay. Um, and you still do, right? Yeah. Twenty three yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, to by when uh, our third w- was born, uh, we had a family meeting that was. You know, it, yeah, I, I, I started understand. becoming more important to be around. Right, exactly. We can't have you falling off bowls and being stepped on and stuff like that. So, well, you, uh, you what do you do for the city? I mean, because on, so, day, on, on days like this, that's when you're called into action, though, right? Well, it's or, a, not anymore. Not, I'm the water superintendent now, uh, so I don't deal as much with the snow. But okay. I used to, I mean, up to four years ago, yeah, when the the snow started hitting the ground, we would be in there. Plowing snow and pushing snow. So are you just are you still doing the hard physical work? Or are you just yeah. watching other people do it and, and, and sort of like telling them what to do? Uh, yeah, more, <laughs> more more watching than doing. So, right. Um, and and the wrestling the, you're enjoying is coaching as much as you've ever had. Absolutely, I yeah. love it to death. Um, you know, and I, I'm super excited about the group of kids we have. Um, I had 13 freshmen. Ten sophomores, complete opposite of last year's team. Complete when, opposite when, when, when you had all the seniors, so. uh, and, and the and they're doing really really well. Uh, and that's that's probably the more rewarding side. You know, Tim and I at the moment feel like we've really got these kids all heading in the right direction. And um, you know, and I think come the February we're going to surprise some people on where we're at. How do you have to change your approach with with such a young team compared to the veteran team you had last How year? How hard you push? Yeah. I mean, it's it's about making sure that you don't you don't push too hard to where they want to quit, but you don't give them you know you can't make it so soft to where you're losing. Right. Okay. Um, and you you still are out there on every practice. You love getting out on the mat yourself. I, I mean, do. And, and working with these kids. I, I I really really do. I mean, it's been a lot harder 
uh, the older I've gotten and the more paperwork the FCPS G- asks us to hand in. G- giving old things, doesn't it? It yeah. does. It does. Uh, but, you know, I still, if I don't wrestle with our group of guys, then when I, I go to my son's practices, I still roll around with them. So somewhere between the two, I'm still on the mat working. Yeah, because you can't. You'll never give it up. I mean, I would hope not. Yeah, right. Exactly. You'll you'll be out there. Is in. Is, how, how old? How old will you, will you be when you when you're still on on the mat? Fifty. Mm. Oh, I would say yeah. I mean, fifty is fifty is a good number. Uh, you know. So Ethan is. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Ethan is the youngest, and he he'll be. Uh, he's in eighth grade now, so he'll be a freshman next year. Well, you'd be on the mat as a sixty year old. I would hope not. <laughs> you hope not. You you you'll, you'll finally yeah, you'll finally retire. You'll hang up the 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 shoes, the, yeah. the, the, the shoes and the athletic gear. Yeah, I so. give I give Coach Shartner all the credit in the world. The fact that he was still going out and yeah, wrestling at Pan Am, right? Because uh, you're, you're not uh, gonna, you're not going to do that. I, well, we'll not compete in the seniors. That's you, the you division. Won't. I'm good. Okay. A um, couple wrestlers I want to ask you about: uh, Scott Hummel, a heavyweight of yours, who I believe won a county title last year. Won uh, a county title. He got second in regions, and then just fell short of uh, being a placer at states last year. Um, and Scott wrestled when he was a little younger, and then didn't wrestle when he was uh, um, then wasn't went planning on wrestling uh, in high school. Uh, and then last year as a sophomore, Mike, Michael, and Joey and those guys really listen. We need to we need to have a heavyweight in order to win a state championship. And Scott was like, well. You know, I'll come out and try it again. You guys all said it's, you know, the difference between high school and, and youth is the main, you know, for me, I think it is the camaraderie because the kids are so much closer in age. Yeah, you know. when you're on youth, there's more of an individual component to it, right? Well, it or, is, and, and they're so spread out. I mean, you can have a kid that's in second grade and an eighth grader on the same squad, and those two trying to, you know, be part of a team, it's really, really hard because little guys don't understand it, yet you still have to have a kid on your team that weighs 50 pounds. Um, and then when you get to high school, they're all high school kids, uh, and they all understand each other. And we, you know, Coach Tim and I constantly have put it in in the work uh, that if if we work together as a family, you know, that it, we will grow as a family together to be able to win a state ch- title. And that's another moment I wanted to ask you about because Scott was, one, I think, one of the last matches at counties. I think it was delayed, or you tried to – Squeeze everything in because there was a the weather, weather the weather issue last year at Walkersville, but but to have to win the county team championship that was a, that was a big deal for you guys and that showed how far you've come uh, absolutely over, over the I last mean, six or so years. Yeah, for me, it's but I mean, so this is my third year at Leonor as a head coach, um, and the last title that they had won um, was right before I got in high school, right in ninety and ninety. Right, so you weren't even there yet. I wasn't even there yet. Yeah, you guys never won counties um, 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 when you re- re- wrestled there. No. Okay. Frederick, well, that was when that was when Yank um, ah Yank did what I've been trying to simulate of coaching the youth league and the high school together, so that way when the, they all come through, you continue it, to right. be it's, successful. It's, it's, it's the same language uh, uh, for everyone too. So, so that, but that was a big. That was almost as big, I would imagine, as, as getting to the state final. Right? Uh, the, the state finals. I mean, I'm going to be honest, that was icing on a cake that we weren't even sure we were going to be able to put together. Right. You know, we wanted to be able to win a county title, and we thought we had the tools to do it. We also knew there was a lot of really good wrestling, you know, on all the county teams. You know, and then as the team kept developing and getting better and and moving forward, we were like, man, we really think we can. So, yeah, when we walked away from states, everybody was upset. Uh, that we didn't win a state title, well, but, only natural, right? Yeah. But then when it was, you know, 
this wasn't this was something extra. We really wanted to be there, but we didn't believe we could do this at the beginning of the season. We believed we could be a county champion at the beginning of the season. That was what our goal was aiming for. And then somewhere in the middle, we readjusted and were like, holy cow, we might be able to win a dual meet championship as well as being county titles. Right. It's only like a week gap, too, right? right? <clears throat> Individual counties are right, right after right after states uh, the, the, the very next week. Right. So uh, tell us about Chase Schultz. Uh, Chase is an interesting child. Um, he had, uh, works really, really hard in the room and doesn't always make the best decision when he's not with a good group of people. Uh, and, you know, he had to fall out with his grades at the end of football season. Um, we've gotten all that ironed out now, and we're back on track um, and heading in the right direction. Good. Good. Because he, he's a – you could – do things later in the season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he'll be. He has, he has the talent to, to to advance. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, he definitely has the ability uh, to be one of the guys that you know goes deep in states this year. You know, we got to be able to make sure we you know do what we need to do in the classroom. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Scott Chase, the football players. So yeah, you, you had a handful of guys that had sort of late starts to the wrestling season because the football team at Lignor was was awesome once again and made the state championship for the third are, are you better do you hold a grudge against rick connor because he's 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 well i well, i guess not because the early season you, you look at it the start right. of your season right and that's now. i mean that's the other side but i mean when i was at urbana they always had a good football team you know and when i you know i, I knew that that was something that's always going to be a part of so you're always waiting for your best kids which i you know and and that doesn't bother me a bit like this year it allowed us to bring the young kids in and get three weeks with just them um before we brought in the all the football players in uh, to complete the team, and for me, it's more getting the rust knocked off and getting them on the mat and ready to be able to compete uh, at at a higher level than they when they start right out of football. It's just too much. The the differences between what you do on a football field and what you do on a wrestling mat, condition wise, physical wise, are so different that you just ha- you you have to be able to mentally get there and that's where the football players usually take a while to catch up but no i i I love the fact that i you know the more kids i have on the football team make the wrestling program that much better and more successful right who is going to open demise um this season before it's over um so i uh garrett dickinson um frankie's little brother's a freshman this year um who's done really really well so far um in his transition um and it I think he's going to be one of the big eye openers, um, and then uh, Riley Sheehy is, is his senior season. He's finally got his everything going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. He's been working really, really hard. Um, so, and then you know Frankie himself. Now that he's you know gotten back from football and he's gotten in shape, uh, we, he was dinged up after right after the state championship match. So not only when we were dealing with the state championship match, we were just trying to get back to being healthy. Uh, so he's getting super, super close to being 100%. Um, and then uh, Dewey Pittenger is another new kid to the team this year that has, you know, kind of set everything on in place and done really well. Right. For as long as I've known you, you've always had a, a project, a kid you see a lot of potential in, but but maybe need needs a little help in, in getting pointed in the right direction. Who who who's your who who are the kids you really enjoy coaching, and who who are a couple of your kids that you're really 
working with this year? Um, so like, those people, like that, well, this year, it, it was a, a more of a mass group. Um, there's 13 freshmen, so all, all uh, of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had to, you know, to choose to look at all of them. Um, but I, I would say, you know, guys that I that I really want to see be successful that I know that it have the potential. Um, like Hayden Parkhurst, actually, I just got a phone with on the right before we got in here, just talking about the team and where it's at and what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, um, and things that he, he you know, little things that he can work on to be, to be that guy, um, and then all the way down to, we got a really uh, one of two young kids that are on the team that show up to practice every day, work hard every day, that just, you know, they they haven't, they just hasn't clicked. To be kind of become a wrestler yeah, yet, and I don't use project as a derogatory. Oh no, term. no, not at all. I, I wouldn't yeah. think that. It's it, it, no, it, for I, me, no, it's not. It, no. It's, it's just you. You see a lot of potential in these kids, and you're just trying to help them get to get there. Yeah, yeah no, and, and that you know, and those are usually the kids. I say they show up every day, they work hard every day, but they're not they're not going to be the guy that's going to immediately walk out and be an Earl Blake or be a Michael Bromley. They're going to be the guy that's going to be a grinder. They're going to go in. They're going to work hard every day. They're going to be an Aiden Flint, you know, a Dylan Hussein. They, they, they push and push and push, but they're only going to get to where, you know, they're only going to be so good. They're not going to be a state champ, but they're going to help you as a team win a state title. Right. Austin Roan for Urbana placed fifth last year and, and, and helped them to do really well. Like the kids that get you valuable points. Are, are you bummed they no longer keep the team score at the individual state tournament? No. Yeah. Um, I, I was more bummed that when they did that, that they didn't just eliminate it and make one state champion. Uh, you know, if you're going to get rid of the team aspect, then it doesn't matter whether you come from a school that has a big score, 400 school. kids yeah. or 1,200 kids, you're the best. You right. know, you're the kid that made up your mind that said, I'm going to work harder than everybody else every day for this day. Right. Do you think that's short short changing some kids some opportunities or is it about oh, I, the, I, is it about determining who the best wrestlers are in I, the I state? believe yeah. it, I believe it's short that the kids don't get looked over all the time from the state of Maryland for that reason because you can't put on your college application I'm the state champion. You you know you're one of three. <clears throat> you're you're the 2A 1A or the not and not even the private school. Right. State so, champ. So you know, and I I realized private schools will never come and be a part of what we do because they don't they hate our they hate they hate having all the mandates of the rules um because the rules are set in place to make sure that you don't overuse a kid mm-hmm. where the private schools don't care about that they they're there just to to win trophies and right and we are about the kids but yet when it comes down to the end of the year it's not, you know, it, that individual kid needs to be able to say, I, you know, I'm the greatest in the state of Maryland. Right. It, 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 at the expense of, hey, you won't get, this kid won't get to wrestle in this in, in, in the state tournament because yeah. there's less, there's fewer spots, obviously. Right. So, so what's your, what's your vision? 16 kids per, or thir, uh, how many kids per weight class? 16? My, yeah, 16. It's top, top 16, regardless, top. regardless of classification. Yep. So. Top, top 16 go, it would, <clears throat> it would cut down on cost and transportation for schools and teams um, in in per count, you know, because you wouldn't have to worry about whether there's a one A school next to you or a three A school next to you. You would just those schools that would just be next to you. Um, one of the big things that everybody wants to get away from, and uh, it was that that they complained about getting away from rather was the county tournament because they wanted to be able to use that as a district tournament, then your regional tournament, and then that would lead you so into you keep states. Adva- you keep advancing on. Right. right. Um, and, and that's what the bigger states do. You know, the fact that 
New York has one state champion and they're twice our size. Right. Pennsylvania, for as good a wrestling state as that is, they do the, I think they still do the split classification. They, they do, yeah. and I think it's three. It's either three or four. Right. Um, but again, it's such a large state, it kind of, you know, it works yeah. itself out. And, right. I, I've heard a lot of wrestling coaches echo that sentiment. They they want to see the one state champ. Do you think it'll ever happen, or do you think there's too much uh, uh, bureaucratic tape uh, in, involved that will keep more kids involved? Well, I, and that and that's I think that's the downside to it is that they all believe that you know then kids won't want to do it as much. Well, I don't think every kid does this sport because they want to be a state champion. I mean, I, I know for a fact that I have six kids on my team right now that aren't, they have no desire to be a state champion. They're using wrestling to help them to do themselves. something else. Yeah. Well, they don't want to be a state champion themselves, but they know that the team that surrounds them could make them a state dual meet champion and still they would still be state champions. You know, there's kids on the football team that are just on the football team because they want to be a state, when they, they want to win a state title, they may never play. And they get that, but those kids show up every day and they work really, really hard. And I think that's the one thing that everybody in the wrestling community tends to overlook is kids that want to be state champions every day prove that to themselves. And if you don't want to do that, then you won't ever be. Right. And, and to uh, uh, argument you can make to support your point is if you're wrestling at the team state tournament, you're already getting a high-level, big match atmosphere. I mean, the kids, everyone on your team is getting to experience that. Yep. So, so you're, you're getting it. Twice, maybe, maybe uh, very, uh, for, very, very uh, possible for, for for some of those kids. So, what's the difference between being in shape and being in wrestling shape? <laughs> uh, uh, like these football players probably think, "Hey, I'm in shape. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just come right into wrestling season." Not maybe. anymore. Yeah. They, they've all gotten way past that. Uh, so, cross country usually. I, I've had a couple of kids that were cross that ran cross country. They would like, come. Hey, in. no, no sweat. I, right, I, no I, sweat. I, I, I could I, go for six minutes. Yeah, and and be like, holy cow. I, I, this is unbelievable. I got no idea that you know your fingers hurt, your your ears hurt. Yeah, because you're getting twisted like a pretzel. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what I try and tell all the kids is that is that you know when you're playing, when you're running cross country, you're you're getting your lungs and your legs are in shape. You know when you're playing football, you're getting you know your your legs, your wind, your arms in shape. When you're wrestling. Every ounce of your body has to be prepared to do something, or you lose. And that, and that, that to me is the greater difference of what it is. Yeah, you're not pu- when you're running your cross country race. You're not pushing up against someone else. Right. There's a football aspect to it, but you get a break between every. It's not six. It's not two. Six. It's not six minutes of, of physical strenuous activity. Yeah, you run. So. You run a, a ten second play. At the longest, and then you get a forty-second break. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Even if you broke it down by period, you're not doing two minutes of constant physical strenuous activity. So, and then that's what you got to gear yourself up for. So, how does the county look overall? Because I mean, we graduated so many good kids. Uh, I mean, Frederick County's wrestling has come so far, much like your program at Ligonor. But um, might this be a leaner year in terms of state champs? Um, I think I, overall, it, I think there's the potential for it to be a little bit leaner year. Um, but I think as the, far as the team stuff goes on, I mean, or you know, Middletown just upset Williamsport, which I'm sure Coach Chartner will not call it an upset. But you know, uh, you know, Williamsport just beat Southern Garrett. So when you start laying it out to that aspect. Um, I mean, Urbana uh, barely came down a tiebreaker with South Carroll, who they just beat <clears throat> Southern Garrett. 
um, who was, you know, they were the 1A state champs last year and always have been well. I mean, Southern, Southern Garrett beat us up at the Duomi tournament we were at. Uh, so, yeah, I think as a, as the teams go, they're going to be really, really evenly matched. I think the county title is going to be really interesting and going to be really close just because of the number of superstars. Uh, for lack of a better word, yeah, aren't that, there. That, that, that's what I mean. Like when you graduate Kevin McCosey and Earl Blake and Michael Bromley and, and Joey Bromley in one year, I mean that, that's a lot of star power that that, that graduated. And that's and that, I, so for me. I think the year is going to be more of based upon we're going to have state qualifiers and state placers than we will the overall state champions. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Catoctin's got a couple kids. You, you, you have a couple kids that, that they could um, do some things. Uh, Tuscarora, uh, John D. Fuller, who's got some uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA experience. Absolutely. So. I mean, he got a win already this season mm-hmm. against Ryan Athey, who is um, state runner-up last year. Right. Is, is Damascus, they're, they're still the team to beat? Damascus is going to be the team to beat. Um, so they'll be in our, my, uh, Tuscarora, must, uh, Lincoln, yeah, they have, region they decided now. To, they decided to come up to uh, 3A, so they're a 4A, 3A school. So, yeah, yeah it was nice having them in, in 2A, I bet. So. It, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's okay. I I know Coach Ferguson well. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 who's the uh, who's the two A one A team to beat? Probably. Oh, it's got to be Stephen Decatur at this point. I yeah. mean, they uh, they've done some things in the last couple. I mean, they beat uh, South Carroll significantly this past weekend at the Iron Horse Duels, as well as uh, uh, Cape Hopin um, is a another team that's a private school that normally went that in the last three years I've been down to watch the dual meet. They've won it hands down and um that Steven Decatur handled mm. them really well. Yeah, could a team like Middletown maybe get the get the North Point? Um Um so that I, I don't know what how the re I don't so the region would line up where they'd have to beat South Carroll. Okay. Um, yeah. And South Carroll got a significant group of freshmen that came in yeah. um to fill up those lighter weights. Yeah, okay. So, hey, I heard you were socializing with um, Coach Bill Sweeney uh, uh, the other day. So. I was. Uh, Coach Sweeney and I were hanging out. Uh, so his son and my son both wrestle uh, for the Oh, that's right. You, he, Coach, he told me you guys teamed up. You, you joined forces. So you, you, guys, you guys put it on like you have this big rivalry. But I, I think you guys seriously like really love each other and are, <laughs> are, are, are like best friends, right? Uh, right? Well, I don't know that I would carry it to that extent. But uh, Billy and I go back a long, long way. Uh, we were really did sixth, seventh, eighth grade together. Yeah, and known each other for a long, long time. So I tease him all the time that uh, I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the son his dad never had. <laughs> but you guys act like you, you have this little shtick where you act like you don't like each other. But, oh, but, uh, but, but, uh, but I think you really do like each other a lot. So there, there's a lot of mutual respect there. That there's a ton of mutual sense. respect there. Right. And uh, actually, when uh, Billy and I talk about it, Coach Rivas, uh when he left Urbana and I was still there. Uh, we were talking, and he he talked to me about coming over and coaching at Oakdale, um, but I wasn't ready to leave the group of kids that I had at Urbana, and I'd I'd actually reached out to Billy and and talked to Chris, and was like, you know, I really think he can do a really good job getting this program up and running, and you know, and to Billy's credit, he did. He you know they got it up and they got it running. Yeah, they got through the state final where they ran into Damascus, correct? Of course. You know, so, but, they, yeah. they, but they got you know they got there and to take a young team and a young program and get it to there, you know, you gotta be doing something right. Right. So will this be the greatest youth wrestling team of all time with, with you and Bill coaching it? Oh, I don't know about that. You know, it's still all up to the kids. The kids got to have the buy-in. The kids got to make all the work happen. But 
you know, we're, we don't, we've done really well so far. Now, who has the final say, like on, on matchups oh, and lineups and stuff like that? Jeff so. Wheat. Jeff Wheat is the head coach of the whole team. Oh, okay. So we, oh, so so you, none none of you none have of the us. final say. No, okay. no, he runs the whole thing. Uh, he's he is the anchor man that makes it all happen, mm. and uh, he's actually been great for me at at Linganore. Uh, anything I need coming up through the youth program has been fantastic. Yeah, well, because I, I could see you and Bill like sort of pushing each other out of the way, trying trying to make a decision or make a call. Who goes to talk to the ref to question a call? I, I could see you guys jockeying and and, and well, that would be based fun. on who was going to get ejected. <laughs> who's good. Well, you guys could take turns getting <laughs> uh, getting ejected. So, uh, Ben, thank you for coming in. Uh, best of luck as, as we go forward here. Happy New Year, uh, 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 Julie. Happy New Year too. Um, so, uh, appreciate you guys coming in. All right, Greg. Thank you. All right. Well, you, well uh, my thanks also to uh, Graham Cohen uh, for producing the podcast. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get going here with, with basketball and wrestling and swimming and track. Well, we'll cover it all here in the new year in the Final School Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next week.